my guest this morning is an artist and educator and a big fan of libraries and has made a really special donation to the City Library in Cork called the Slow Camera Exchange. And she joins me this morning. Jessica Marb, good morning. How are you? Very good. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank I'm excited you. to talk to you. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you. So tell me the Slow Camera Exchange. Uh, what is it and, and why did you set it up? So the Slow Camera Exchange is a partnership with the Cork City Library and also with Cork Film Centre. And it's a project that um, is allowing access to analogue photography. Um, So we have kind of a few strands and ways that people can engage. There's a strand for individual artist borrow cameras. We've made some of the cameras into kits that facilitators and artists... So hold there for a second, right? Because I I, kind of get it now, but the slow camera exchange and just just the bit between that and explaining analogue cameras to to the listener. So just explain that bit for me. Okay, so an analogue camera is a camera... Um, where the light exposes the image onto film, the cameras we grew up with, the, the cameras we grew up with—that fair enough to say? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you say old-fashioned cameras? Um, no. Yeah, that could be a way of yeah, saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's kind of a new trend that they Definitely. don't seem so old-fashioned anymore. Hundred <laughs> percent. There absolutely is. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you have donated a lot of camera, slow cameras, and is it okay to call them slow cameras? Well, we've called the whole project the Slow Camera Exchange because I just like the concept of slow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, we're nice. in a very fast-moving time. I agree. I think analogue photography gives us a chance to... It's a lot more considered process than digital, although I, I love digital photography And you know what, well. you just struck a chord at me. You know when you see somebody at a at a monument or on a, in Santorini and they're taking hundreds of pictures with their iPhone. What I, yeah. I, I, I turned into this kind of crazy man who goes, you know those ca- pictures have to be stored somewhere and that they are bad yeah. for the environment because they do get stored, don't they? So actually yeah. slowing down is actually good for the environment as well. Yeah, and people tend, when they're using analogue photography, when the process is more considered um, usually people frame one really good shot and take one really good considered shot rather than 100 images. Okay. Um, so tell us about how the slow camera stand came about. So my husband who passed away um, five years ago now, I'm sorry. he was an avid photographer. He was crazy about cameras. <laughs> he loved the look of cameras. He loved the feel of cameras and he loved making images. Um, and he was a bit of an obsessive collector oh, of really? cameras. So every, all the travels we were on, he'd be in flea markets and little old vintage shops and second-hand places looking in corners for unusual cameras. Um, so it was something he was really so excited can about. I ask you, was it his hobby or his job? Um, it was his hobby. Oh, very good. Okay, so he was really yeah. into it, really passionate. Yeah, yeah. So a little bathroom in our downstairs was converted into a dark room and he would build his own cameras. He'd find like lenses maybe belonging to a piece of printing equipment or a surveillance helicopter and (laughs) would combine lenses with different camera bodies or build boxes to combine lenses with. So he was always building and inventing. Um, and he had bits of equipment from all over the world. We both like to travel. So you, you so we, we call this the Herman Marb camera collection, is that correct? Yeah. How many cameras yeah. are we talking? So in the um, collection in the library, there's about 60 cameras. Wow. And some of them are for loan as individual cameras and some are on loan as kits. 
that people can artists can bring to groups and engage groups in processes learning to use the camera so each kit has a different type of camera some are medium format some are standard like 35 millimeter cameras some are little fun plastic pop cameras you know where you get four images or nine images on one image or fisheye lenses so there's a real range of um some cameras are very expensive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and very um, technical and specific pieces of equipment and others are really fun cheap pop cameras right so there's a whole variety and Herman loved both he loved the unexpectedness of like a blur or a glow that might come from like a plastic lens and he also loved the precision of images from really high quality lenses as well so, so he wasn't I guess I'm hearing in your voice you're quite into it as well well I kind of watched him for years and was with him as he took lots of images <laughs> so I kind of feel I was part of yeah and, and, and we kind of consider considered ourselves always as creative collaborators we both worked in the arts um, and we all we always talked about our creative processes and influenced our each other's creative processes quite a lot. So um, he was definitely much more skilled and had like the type of brain to go into the technicality of it. Um, but so yeah, I kind of feel like I journeyed through lots of processes with him. I can hear taking that. images well, you with him. Yeah, yeah, I can. You helped him build a collection, basically. Well, I journeyed with him as he did. Okay. And I was actually the person who introduced him to the darkroom back maybe 25 years ago when I was in art college. Really? <laughs> he visited the darkroom with me one day um, when I was just learning darkroom processes. And <laughs> yeah, just immediately he caught the bug and started taking images. And yeah, he went much further with it than I did. <laughs> I found other ways of creative to express myself creatively. Um, so before you tell me about the actual stage that people can do, can you tell me a bit more about Herman, actually? What was he like? Um, <laughs> well, it's hard in a, in a short time to um, describe a whole person and <laughs> a whole yeah. life. Um, but Herman was, um, he was a very curious person. Mm -hmm. He had... Um, lots of different areas of interest. He was an avid reader. He was interested in art history. He was interested in philosophy. He was interested in science. He um, first trained as an electrician, then as a nurse, then as an alternative health pra practitioner, and then worked in the, worked in the arts, um, supporting people with um, considered to have intellectual disabilities with their creative processes. He had a strong curiosity and um, he had a very specific way of thinking about engagement with creativity. He never considered the people he worked with to have disabilities. He considered them as creative collaborators who had very specific ways of seeing the world. And he was really curious and excited to see their creations. So I'd say one of the words that would sum up a big part of who Herman was, was curiosity. Mm. <laughs> um, and he amazing. had a way of of pulling together like different people and different ideas and different concepts to create something really interesting. He sounds amazing. Um, so he brought his photography to a lot of what he did and a lot of the work he did. The group of artists he worked with went by the name of the Gasp Artists. Um, and yeah, he used to, they had been in like a, 
a day centre, like a service for people with intellectual disabilities. But his vision was to be in the city centre where the artists would be part of the cultural life of Cork City, which they did become. Um, So, yeah, they did a lot of visual arts projects and often his photography came into it as a way of engaging with people and a way of creating conversations. So, for example, I actually collaborated with him and his artists on a project with a lovely little um, coffee shop called Alchemy on Barrack Street, where he brought in one of his big old-fashioned huge bellow cameras, large format, you know, that takes big 8 by 10 images. And they had like a photo morning that the regular users of the cafe could have portraits made, either as individuals or with a friend or partner or dog. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then they did a whole project where the artist responded visually to the photographic images. So the cameras were used as a way of making connections and initiating conversations and maybe like kickstarting other creative engagements and other creative processes. So I'm hearing in your voice that he would really approve of this low camera exchange that you've done now with Cork Library. I'm pretty sure he would. <laughs> so and so how can people how can people get involved? What do you have to train to use the cameras? Is it difficult? So there's kind of we've kind of planned it with a few different strands for people to engage in different ways. So the individual borrowing individual cameras is kind of aimed at artists who have some experience and some training yeah. in analog photography. So not not a whole degree or anything, but have some experience of having hands and learning how to use the camera, yeah. or even being able to prove that they've self-taught yeah. <laughs> um, how to use the cameras. So that's kind of um, the camera club strand of it, where artists are going to use the cameras and exchange their stories and experiences with the cameras. Yeah. Um, and then we have the camera kit, and the idea is that artists can borrow those cameras to engage with community groups. But alongside that, the library service, um, who are just incredible (laughs) in what they do and they have been putting on programs Mm -hmm. so we've already worked with groups of teenagers we've worked with a 55 plus group up in the holly hill library um coming up now we have an artist who's exploring um you growing plants and using like inks are using like colour and making inks from plants and looking at how to combine that with more sustainable photographic processes. So she's initially working with artists and then the plan is early next year to do a public workshop to share some of the methods that they've been exploring. And I was going to ask you about that. Is it difficult to get film processed and printed these days? How does that work? Not really. There's lots of places that you can send it off. Um, I'm sure in Dublin there's places you can walk in easily to leave your film. Um, I think there's still a lovely place up on, um, is it John Gunn's on Camden Street? Okay, so there is places to get film processed. Yeah, there are places you can walk in and then there's lots of places you can post and have film processed. It's a wonderful idea and people can get more information at the website which is slowcamerexchange.com, is that correct? Yeah, and there's a little button to sign up to a newsletter if people are interested in hearing what workshops might be coming up or how to get involved. And, you're, and we I, actually I, have it. I read here it's all about accessibility and inclusion so it's open to everyone. Yes, yes. And there's different, there's kind of different access points for different people. Some people yeah. will be through directly accessing the cameras, others will be through workshops and being supported to engage with the cameras. Brilliant. So we actually have our next induction for um, artists who want to use the cameras coming up at the start of December. 
um, where an, an artist, Artem Trofimenko, will introduce all the cameras and let people put their hands on them and get used to it. A texter here is just saying you can, you... Con's cameras in Dublin do Fujifilm and Kodak and, the, and there's, there's Kodak uh, shops that print film as well so there's plenty of ways yeah. to get it printed. Yeah, so uh, the uh, Herman Marb camera collection now available at Slow Camera Exchange and you can get information at the theslowcameraexchange.com. Uh, Jessica Marb, thank you so much for taking our call and the best thank of luck with Thank you so it. much for taking time to talk with me. Really thank enjoyed you. it. Text 51551. 